WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to our uncommon plate. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. My name is JR. Um, Stacy is away on assignment. This episode is entitled Yellow Branch Elementary School. Shout out to Rodis Live. He dropped an episode talking about his elementary days. And to tie into Black History Month, my principal, her name was Mary Watts. She was an African-American lady. Um, she may still be alive. I, I don't know. I didn't do that much research and I haven't kept up with her in over 30 plus years. But um, Yellow Branch Elementary School, I went there from uh, kindergarten all the way to fourth grade. And... Um, the reason that this ties into black history is because of the influence of her. But I'm going to go through the full story of everybody. Miss Pendry and Miss Johnson, they were the secretaries. Um, in my life, um, my father died in uh, 1993, I mean, 1994. So I was in the second grade um, when he passed away. And um, my teacher, Miss McBride, she did her very best with me. She, uh, was always very adamant to every kid when I where I grew up. It wasn't like deep racial issues at that point, or at least what I could see to my eyes. So they embraced all of us very carefully and very, um, I guess, like our education was important. Like they worked with us on literacy and stuff like that. They wanted to make sure that we were there. So going back in time, let's go back to the beginning, the kindergarten, uh, Miss Pearson. She was my teacher and she felt like that I wasn't applying myself as much. So she let me uh, ask my mom and they talked about it and they sent me over to um, transitional first grade. So I went to transitional first grade. And um, from there, I. Uh, and um, anyway, I basically um, just. You know, I wouldn't tie my shoes. So they held me back for, for not tying my shoes. So I went to a transitional first grade. And my teacher over there, her name was Miss Hammond. Miss Hammond was a real nice lady. Uh, she worked with me. She got me to read better and to, to, to push myself to do more with my, um, with all of my, um, academics and things like that. She, she told me, you know, be a step above what you were yesterday and everything will work out better for you. So that's, that's what I did there with her. Um, my first grade teacher, her name was Miss Janikowski. Uh, her name changed later cause she married uh, a guy named Derek and um, she was very fundamental. She worked with me too. And then also there was a lady that was, her name was Miss Davis. That was my first encounter of a African American person like as a teacher, as, as a teacher, that was the first time that I've met somebody. So Miss Davis pulled me to the side and she she told me, you know, be very strong in what you do and 
always have an example for what you're doing. So if you're doing something, make sure there's an example that you can see beforehand and stuff like that. If you're doing something new, she said, then do something new. But after you're done, make sure that you've made an example of what you're doing. So that's one thing I took from her. Second grade was Miss McBride. She was a really good lady. Third grade, my teacher was Miss Newcomb. She worked very hard with me because that was a, a transitioning period for me with the death of my father. Like I had, he had died when I was in second grade, but third grade, I had to, you know, you had to learn how to live. Like, in, in, and as a kid living without your parent, that's a hard scenario to even talk about or fathom. So that's something for a whole nother day, another time. Uh, fourth grade, my teacher, her name was Miss Shelton. Miss Shelton was a nice lady. She didn't allow me to be disruptive in her class, so she sent me to the office. And um, it was Miss Shelton, Miss Garner, Miss Clay. Miss Clay was very influential. Um, we would do these different um, exploratory classes. She taught me a lot. Miss Dawkins, she taught me my economics. That's that's the next thing. Miss Dawkins, uh, her. Um, position was she taught me how to balance a checkbook, but she taught me the importance of financial stability and financial importance. Those are the things that right there that I learned that went way further with me than anything else. Pulling over to my my teachers too, um, my extra exploratory classes like library, Miss Sharp. Miss Sharp was very poignant on reading, 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 accelerated reader, blah, 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 book it. She made sure that reading was fun and that we comprehended what we were reading. That was a key thing that that I will always say inside my my Virginia education that set me apart. Miss Warren, um, she was a music teacher. Um, she made me have a vast appreciation for music and she taught us some mannerisms. She may not remember it, but she didn't let us cut up and act up. Like we would be silly and stuff like that. She let us do that stuff, but she taught us mannerism and how to treat people the right way. Mr. Hagner, he was a, the guidance counselor. He was very fundamental in certain areas. Uh, Ollie and Red, they was the custodians. Ollie was this really, really tall lady. She was the first Amazon I met in my life. And Red, he was wild. He was just a wild dude. Enough said about him. Um, but tying into this, now we go over to Mary Watts. That's the principal. Now, there was a bunch of kids in my school. Didn't matter if you were black or white, she pulled you to the side. Like when I would get in trouble and mainly in Miss Shelton's class, Miss Shelton would not deal with me. Like I said before, she would go about her business. So anyway, I just wouldn't learn. So she pulled me to the side and gave me newspaper articles. She told me, she was like, JR, do you want to be a statistic or do you want to make something in yourself? And the first time she told me that she didn't base it on race, but the next time she talked to me, she gave me the, the same article. And so she said, these are statistics of what happens to African-American men at this period of time in the nineties. She's like, this is what happened in the eighties. This is what happened in the seventies. And then she gave me literary materials on the instance of a GED, a high school diploma, college education, all these different things. She even gave me technical information while I would go up in here. Whenever I would cut up, she would just, I would go into this room and she would give me all this information to read on. She said, I want you to read and write me a report and then you're going to present this to me. 
So at least 12 times in that school year, I had to give her a report on why I should be this or that, or I should be successful in this and that. So one thing that came up was, was that I can convey a message. So I should get into radio, which is something I never did until I started this podcast and stuff. But she made me realize in the fourth grade, mind you, nine, 10 years old, however old I was, that there was more purpose in life than just sitting around here being silly and acting all this and playing sports and have a jump shot. She said, you have to have a foundation for you to live on. It's not about being black or white, but she said, as a black person, in some instances, you can put yourself in a disposition by acting ignorant over certain things. And I was like, wow, I really never took that in consideration. Then she taught me about race because growing up in my town and where I'm from, you knew that there was racial differences and you knew that there were certain economical differences between some black and white people. But in some cases, I knew black people that lived in the suburbs that had more money than white people. I knew and I still know people of color that got more money than white people and, and don't live in poverty. And then and in turn, I learned about the people from the trailer park to have $300,000 houses because I had friends that went from the trailer park and living in campers, like on campgrounds to people that had almost million dollar houses. And going back to Mary Watts, Miss Watts took the time to show me that what prison would be like, what this and that would be like. And in some instances, I was a little too young to realize that, that she was trying to help me so much. And I thought it was more about hate. And, um, and either way, uh, it was just one of those things where she really worked with me. And as I got older, middle school and different things like that, I learned not to make race a heavy factor in certain decisions I made. I wanted to go be something and I wanted to go do something. Just go out there and be the best at what you do. And then when someone starts marginalizing things and managing things by race and stuff like that, taking consideration why they're doing that. Do they get a certain kickback? Do they get a certain type of funding for having a black person here or having a white person here or having diversity? So when I learned that the word diversity was another word for we're going to pay for some black people to do this or pay for some ethnicities to do this and that. I use diversity to my advantage all through life because I said, I know that these people got to diversify. They got to have this person, that person there. And I got this information, information from Mary Watts. And at the same time, she taught me um, same things like with Miss Donkins and these fourth grade teachers that taught me everything I use in life in the elementary school, like Yellow Branch taught me everything I know in life to be an adult. I didn't learn none of that in middle school or high school. By then I was already refined because that one year of fourth grade, you learned everything you needed to learn besides basic, basic common sense on certain things. You know, that's what I learned. And I was able to, to strive and go further with that. That was more important to me than um, any other knowledge that I have now. Those pivotal years of, of from kindergarten to that to then, you know, basically I learned how to tie my shoes to write a check. You know, what, what else can I say? So where does talking into black history? I didn't realize that at that time, you know, Mary Watts was the principal of an elementary school. She was black. Um, 
the one lady I forgot about, Miss Ingram, she was a PE teacher. She was black. It was so many black women involved in my life. Because mind you, my father died. So we had men in my family, but the women around me were strong people. And none of them at any time ever growing up did they mention race. All they did was they show statistics. This is who you can be or this is who you could be. Pick and choose what you want. And the choice ultimately was mine. And that's why, like, when it comes to giving back to people, like education and different things like that, and giving away all this information people say I give away for free and podcasting and different stuff like that, it's because I was raised in a good foundation where I knew who I was and I was able to identify who I was from the jump. It wasn't, you know, one of these things where I went through life and when I turned 18, I knew that I wanted to do this or that. No. I decided what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into computer info systems. I wanted to work in logistics management. Those were two major things that I wanted to do. So I got involved with those and I did them. Um, And I always made sure I made a way to make money. That savviness and all that information that Mary Watts gave me in that one year saved my life. So on that note, I'm JR from West Virginia Uncommonplace. I thank you for listening to the show and continuing to be a part of it. Please let us know if there's anything that we can do different or different things that you want to hear. Um, the outro will tell you everything you need to know. I'm JR and I'm signing off. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly thanks for listening and tune into the next episode. Thank you.